You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. I am Clint and we're back. We hinted at what we're going to talk about today. Let me just go ahead and give you the full rundown. Kirby Smart is on official notice. Mm-hmm. There it is. We're going to talk about that for a while. And we're going to talk about all no. the implications of that, which there are yep. many implications of so. that. We're going to go down a fair run through of it because uh, he is Daniel. I am Clint. This is Locked on Bulldogs on Locked on Podcast Network. Glad you're here. Your team five days a week. Uh, this podcast is made for fans by fans, Daniel, not gurus or insiders. We have no interest in being a guru or an insider of any stretch of the imagination. We do accept Sherpas, which intern Michael is. Sure. Well, we need Sherpas, I believe, is the implication of that, because we can't carry our own weight. Um, it hurts because it's real. It's real. Um, uh, we are uh, Georgia fans. You are a Georgia fan, which means that we think you are in the right place. If you're new to the podcast, thanks for uh, downloading and subscribing. That helps us out. It gets the podcast delivered straight to your device uh, five days a week, which we are here five days a week during football and basketball season. So, uh, we appreciate you going along with us. Uh, if you've been around for a while, you can leave us a five-star rating or a review. Uh, those help out the podcast a tremendous amount. And um, and so when you do that, uh, you are uh, helping us out, and we greatly appreciate it. The email address is LockedOnBulldogs at gmail.com. The Twitter handle is at DogsPodcast. You can follow and message us on there. Uh Whew, I'm already exhausted thinking about it, Hi. Clint. I... <gasps> it's really? Tuesday, and we are not okay. No. So if you were checking on us, then clearly you don't understand. Uh, we're not going to be okay Nope. for quite some time, so stop asking. Um, Clint, we talked about the quarterback situation. It's bad. Ooh, it's the worst. We talked about the defense. <laughs> it's was horrifying to watch. You knew the quarterback situation was not going to be elite. No. I was hoping for but serviceable. We, but there have been two games this year, Clint, when we have played what I will call a good to above to better than good offense. And um defense been exposed badly. In both of those games. Uh, We've lost both of those games. Which brings us to the conversation about Kirby Smart. Now, let's make our position clear from the get-go. Yes. At no point during this conversation will I be arguing or even intending to imply that I believe that Kirby Smart's time as the head coach at UGA should or will be limited. There you go. In any way. There you go. At no point it, will I be saying that Kirby Smart should or deserves to be fired. Correct. And let me go further, Daniel. Let me go ahead and throw some statistical analysis to frame this. Because it's important to frame because, trust us, you'll know our feelings quite clear by the time. If you don't frame, where are you going to put the siding? I, what are you going to attach the siding to? Nothing. You're just going to have it floating up there? You can't do that. 
you can't just float siding on the side of the walls. So you have to frame it first, and then you that's what you nail yes. the siding into. There we go. Okay. Okay. Now that we have the procedural understanding of material goods, let me break this down. Winningest coach in UGA history, Daniel. I gave you 100 years. I'm going to go ahead and take out Robert Winston of 1894, who went 5-1. Don't five and you one. do that to Robert Winston, <laughs> who, who led the Bulldogs to a 5-1 and one record as coach. What a winning percentage Robert Winston Good had. on you. Good on you. Take him out of the equation, Daniel. The winningest coach in UGA football program history as head minimum, coach. Minimum seven games. <laughs> minimum seven games. That's correct. <laughs> Is one Kirby Smart, okay? Uh, so he's up there. Uh, as we chronicled before, games, big games against rivals. Kirby has won. Kirby has taken the program to a level of college football playoff, one play away from winning it. Uh, he is good at coaching, but Daniel, good. Yes, is, he is good at coaching. He is good at coaching. Good is just not going to cut it for this conversation because while all that is good and great and again framing for reference all of those saying Mark Richt comparing him to Mark Rick can I just Daniel who are the three quarterbacks that Mark Rick had to begin his tenure at UGA one David Green David Green uh, DJ Shockley yep and Matthew Stafford were the okay okay so so okay stop stop we had we Boo, Daniel. Do you want to go down Kirby's quarterbacks? Yeah. Can we not? Okay, let's not. We've already been there. So please, that's not that's not a good comparison. Daniel and I want to compare what his production and his philosophy, I think, and his insistence on focusing on things that we don't think he should focus on. He should avert his attention and his gaze to another focal point. Uh, Daniel, what do you think Kirby's biggest hurdle right now? What did this game expose about Kirby? Here's the interesting thing is that Kirby didn't do anything wrong in this game. Okay? He didn't call a fake punt on 4th and 11 with Justin Fields. He didn't call a bunch of weird timeouts and weird situations. He didn't didn't clearly hamper the play calling in a way that made us overly aggressive or overly conservative in any way. I, I, I really... I don't believe that Kirby, I think he's had some bad go of it, and he has certainly made some mistakes, yep. but I don't believe that Kirby is a bad in-game coach. No. Nope. I certainly think that he's great at prepar- at the preparation for the game. I think he's great in practice. Uh, I think he's obviously great in recruiting. I don't think he's a bad in-game coach, as a lot of people say about Kirby. The thing that was exposed in this game, which really was exposed in the Alabama game, but we are far too easy to say, well, that's just Alabama. But then when it happens again against Florida, you realize that maybe that's just Kirby and that's not just Alabama. The thing that I think Kirby's biggest weakness, the biggest obstacle that Kirby Smart needs to overcome as a coach is... Kirby Smart. There you go. I think it, the biggest weakness is the way that he is trying to take a square peg mm-hmm. and just push on it and just bang it and 
uh, hammer it and do anything he can to get that square peg to go into that round hole because gosh darn it, the square peg is the best peg. It's the peg that I feel the most comfortable with. Mm-hmm. It's the mm-hmm. peg that I grew up liking the most. There you go. It's the peg that's worked for me in the past. And therefore, it's the only peg for the job, even though this hole is clearly round and this peg will not fit. Kirby Smart has an, a philosophy about football that is no longer working. You heard this. At the beginning of this was last year when at the LSU game. Okay, Daniel. What was the thing that Kirby said he wanted to eliminate against LSU? What was the one position player he wanted to take out of the game in entirety? Was it was it Who the was quarterback? It? Was it the wide receiver? Was it the philosophy of spreading out? No, it was Clyde Edwards Hilaire. He said Hilaire. Let me take this guy out. Uh Kirby, did did Clyde Edwards lose or or, or beat us in that game? Did we lose because we couldn't contain him? No, no. Did did Joe Burrow need a balanced attack in order to accomplish anything that he wanted on the field? Did he need the run game to loosen people up? Nope. To bring people into the box? Nope. To slow down the pass rush? Still no. No. Did... Well, Jordan Davis wasn't playing, and we we did struggle to stop their run game. 100% but, true. That, that is no doubt. At, well, I'm talking about the game against Florida on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've, we've did, transitioned. Did, um, did Florida need the run game? Nope. To beat us on Saturday? Did Kyle Was Kyle Trask bothered by the pass rush whatsoever, even when they couldn't run the ball? They brought Emory Jones in to get four yards on first down midfield just to set them up ahead of the chains. Uh, that was completely useless and not needed. Unnecessary. That was that was Dan Mullen promising Emory Jones he could play that's, in this game. That's right. That's what that was. Uh, Kirby has a, 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 a view on football that is just quite simply outdated. There are these games, there are going to be these games where you're going to play these offenses, where you are going to have to win in a shootout, dare I say, a boat race. Now, and Kirby Smart refuses to acknowledge that that is a possibility on his football team. Uh-huh. And that's why we get into this position. That's exactly right. We're going to come back after this, and we're going to go ahead. I'm going to give a little bit of, I completely agree. Everything you just said, Daniel, is absolutely correct. I'm going to go ahead and add something to that because I think too many people are foolishly saying something that, again, two things can be true at the same time, and I'll talk about what those two things are right after this. But uh, if you're listening to this podcast, I would encourage you, chill out. We're, We're getting all worked up here. Daniel. Maybe, maybe, maybe just take a breath. Take maybe a minute. Take a, breath. take a beat. We we said some very hard things on last Go. yesterday's podcast. Hmm. We called. I a lot still of feel people sick out. about it. That's uh, not I still great. Feel sick about we were giving compliments to people who shouldn't be complimented, and yet we need to chill. You need to chill. What you should do is go ahead and reach for the beer that is absolutely made to chill. 
If you need to unwind, if you need to go ahead and take a break from the busy schedule of kids, school, work, whatever obligations you have, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Daniel and I do this as we need time to relax. Coors Light is literally the most refreshing beer made from the Rockies and not the, the, all the Rockies. We're, we're talking like the peak of the Rockies, the snow that's up there where nobody's touching, coming on down, filtering out through that granite and making delicious, fantastic Coors Light. So go ahead and get Coors Light and the new look delivery straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. That's get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Daniel, here's where I want to go with this next. Uh, Kirby does have an idea. He has said so from the beginning. If he's he's been on record at uh, interviews after post game, he says if you control the run game, in the SEC, you win the game. Well, uh, that has been proven false. Okay. Uh, Correct. The run game is not the thing that is happening. Now, is a run game important? Sure. I would sure fight is. on what you mean by important. If you need yards and I, yes, 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 I, I get all that. It's not. Are it's, we saying abandon the run game? No, just to be clear. No. Are we saying don't run the ball anymore? Are, are we saying that running backs are useless and an offensive line that can grade is useless? No. Are we saying you no. should just go ahead and get 245 uh, pound defensive linemen? No, I'm not saying that either. What I am saying is this. Kirby Smart needs to take the focus that made him a great defensive coordinator and defensive coach and a great, great recruiter. And the emphasis, the importance, the place in which the effort goes. Because it was clear as day that Dan Lanning and Kirby had an idea of stopping schematically these, these inside zone run read type things, keeping Kyle Trask in the pocket and hoping that we can play on islands elsewhere. That's their hope. Uh, they did defensive stunts that were run focused and trying to keep the pocket integrity there. It was clear in day. Now, Gary Danielson is stupid because when he says modern football, what he thinks is arena football. That's what Gary Danielson uh-huh. thinks when he Canadian says Canadian football. That's right. And he's a moron for saying so because you can have an incredible defense that focuses on hold the phone. This just in defeat the pass first, hmm. Daniel. I don't know if this is possible. You can have a good defense that okay. that happens to defend the passing offense primarily instead of the rushing offense primarily. I know that's bizarre in defensive terms. You and I love defense, and you can go ahead and get big-body people that play athletically on the edge and in space to shut down the stupid little what's-a-majiggies out there for receiver sets. You can do that, but but you can't do it the way that Kirby has done it in the past. It won't continue working. Yeah, I mean, listen, for as much grief as we've given the defense, the fact of the matter is, as I said before the break, at some point, if you're going to win, and I'm talking about win, correct? not beat Kentucky, not beat Tennessee, not beat Vanderbilt and Missouri. I'm talking about if you're going to win. Like, win it all. Like, do the things that Georgia wants to do. There are going to be games, yes, when you can just pound the ball and lean on your defense and everything will be fine. Sure. But there are going to be these games. LSU, Alabama, Florida, 
there are going to be these games. And if God forbid, imagine if we played Ohio State, Clint. Imagine if we played them. Uh, Look, my brain has already taken a beating and my heart is there with it. I can't do that. I wouldn't watch the game because that is just, that is begging just for misery. There are going to be games where you're going, where you're just not going to stop them. You're just not going to stop them. Okay? When you play the Chiefs in the National Football League, do you think the coach of the other team goes in there going, guys, if we can hold them to 17, I think we can win this game? No! This, maybe you will hold them to 17. Maybe, sure. But that you cannot plan for that to be the outcome of the game. You have to be willing to go out and score points. And uh, Kirby just doesn't seem to want... To do that, he doesn't seem. I know he wants to score on every possession. I know he doesn't try to intentionally withhold scoring points. But Kirby Smart seems to have an offensive philosophy that says the conservative quarterback option is the better option. The safer quarterback option is the better option. And, and so, look, Dewan Mathis was bad on Saturday. Bad. Would he have been better if he had played the previous four games? I can't imagine he would have been worse. Uh, That's a true statement. So, since we know for dang sure Stetson Bennett had no business being out there for the previous four games, can we? is it safe now to say that maybe Dewan Mathis should have been out there at least for the last four games? in order to give us the best chance of being an explosive offense. Listen, the at the end of the day, it's Kirby's philosophical bent towards conservative, low-scoring, grinded-out football mm-hmm. that, I mean, that's why you pick Jake Fromm over Justin Fields. That's why. It's the only reason. It's the only reason you pick Jay Fromm over Justin Fields. That's why you pick Stetson Bennett over even a guy like Dewan Mathis, who we can agree is not great at quarterback, but uh, at the very least has potential to be more explosive than Stetson Bennett. But Kirby doesn't want explosive. He wants safe and conservative. And um, say what you will about the defense. We gave him 38 points in the first half. Yep. How'd the second half go for the defense, Clint? Any stops in the second half for the Georgia defense? Did we get any stops? Did we did we force punts in the second half? This Georgia defense? We We gave them six points. Oh no. In the second half of the game. Hmm. Clint, the game was there. The game was there. But you had to be able to score more than 40 points there it is. to win it. There it is. Now, again, this and is Kirby not- doesn't field a product that can score more than 40 points. We're not saying go out there. Exactly. We're not saying, hey, uh, stop Patrick Mahomes for 17. If you do that, great, fantastic. We're not saying plan on scoring 40 points and just kind of forget the rest. This isn't old Miss, okay? We're not saying that. That's not what we're saying. That's not what we're saying. What we're saying is there are times in which if you're getting 
if you're getting jabbed and left hook, right hook all day long in the boxing ring, you don't go back to your corner and saying, well, we've been outpointed six rounds in a row, but you know what? Keep working that body. It'll time will, you know what you do? You start swinging and, and we don't have the, the power. We don't have the philosophy to do so. Uh, and it's, it's quite disappointing. Um, we're going to come back after this break, maybe with some thoughts on what Kirby, uh, might be able to do. I, I certainly have some thoughts on how this might change and how he can do so. Um, but first, Daniel, uh, we we like some protein bar. We do. The fine folks over at Bill Bar, longtime friends of the podcast, um, best tasting protein bar there is on the on the market. But sometimes you just hit a wall during your week. You know, sometimes um, uh, you're you're waiting for masters the masters to start a couple days away. Come on. And you just you just hit that wall, and you need to bust through it. Whatever the wall is that you're facing, whether it is at work, maybe it's related to your workout or your work day. Whatever the wall is that you're facing, break through your wall with Built Go. It's a delicious, great tasting protein packet. It delivers uh, five hours of sustainable energy, no crash uh, at the end. Uh, it comes in this um, very easy to consume uh, little packet. The peanut butter honey flavor is the best flavor uh, that has been certified by the Lockdown Bulldogs podcast. So uh, if you need to break through your wall, you can go to BuiltBar.com and click on the Built Go section and order an entire box of these wonderful little packets uh, to give you the boost of energy and protein that you need uh, whether it's at the start of your day, in the middle of your day, at the end of your day, uh, break through your wall with Built Go. Let's go. So, Danny, we don't just want to be pessimistic about this entire thing. We don't want to just. Well, I do. Be, well, I do. Sorry. Let me just add. Let me just add one more thing before we get to that, because we haven't gotten to the worst part yet. Nope. Clint, I've been sitting on the worst part, and. We've said a lot of things in the last couple of days that no one can unhear. Correct. And um, and I, I apologize for none of them, but I hope I never have to say them ever again. But this is the one that um, – this is the one that I, I just couldn't hardly – I didn't watch Kirby's postgame press conference no. because who could? <laughs> God bless you if no. you did. I'm sorry. God bless – my tease and peace to you and your family uh if you did but when i read the quote from kirby's postgame presser the quote is you guys meaning the media Mm -hmm. you guys will try to make a controversy or a situation yeah about this I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That's as Dan Mullen as a as a as a as a freaking Dan Mullen quote has ever been Dan Mullen in the history of Dan Mullen. Okay, don't Clint. please please stay with us, podcast listeners. Wait till the end. Okay, just come on. I'm just telling you what's true. That's a Dan Mullen thing to say. You're not. You're not. It is not the media's fault. That you can't recruit and uh, equip and train up a quarterback 
to lead an offense that is worth anything. That does not, that responsibility does not fall. Do you know what's a controversy? Uh, a controversy is when you have the number one recruiting class three years in a row and you don't win your division. That's that's a that's a situation. Okay, no one's contriving that situation, Kirby. No, that's a real situation uh, that everyone who's a Georgia fan has a right to be upset about. The fact that we're fielding the most talented roster that the University of Georgia has ever seen. And we will not even sniff the Bens this year, Clint. It's one thing to not be able to recruit a quarterback. Sure. It's another thing to not be able to keep a quarterback that you have recruited on your roster. There we go. Because you mismanage him. But please don't come out and turn into Dan Mullen just because you lost and you got your feelings hurt. Like, I get it. I'm not very pleasant to talk to after the game either. No. Ask my family. No. Okay. But it's sort of your job. So maybe do the other part of your job better, and you won't have to struggle with this part of your job there as we go. much. All right, Clint, I'm done. Okay. Here's, here's what will change. Uh, this is not a competency issue. This is not a smarts issue. This is not even a passion issue. None of those apply here, okay? This comes down to can you focus all of those gifts and all those skill sets and everything to the thing that matters the most? Because at the end of the day, W's mean everything. doesn't matter how you win, win. Kirby still thinks that it does matter how you win, and I want to show you how you can win. We're going to play tough, disciplined. Again, you could be tough and disciplined while doing four receiver sets. You could be tough and disciplined having a power run game in Todd Munkin's offense. These things are true. You could be tough and disciplined by having another DB on the field and taking out a linebacker. So it's it's take everything you you did do before to get you where you are, Kirby, and learn. And take it, that skill, that intellect, all of that intelligence, and put it to a scheme that says, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and zone blitz important times to make Kyle Trask's stupid little window not possible. I'm going to coach up the DBs instead of putting them out on an island and rolling the safety to the four receiver set. I'm going to go ahead and keep the safety on one side and put a backer out there in a zone blitz. Hey, look how that works out. It can happen. Kirby, I, I still believe in Kirby. I think he is being stupid right now and stubborn. This is true. But it doesn't mean I think he is a stupid person and a bad coach. I think right now, this, maybe I'll say it this way. And and I don't know what take this is. Six, seven, eight. I don't know. Oh, gosh. This loss to Florida could be the best thing to happen to Kirby Smart if he learns. I'll believe it when I see it. Because I just don't. That's what I mean. I mean, I I don't see it. There's you're talking about the defense side of the ball. I'm talking about the offensive side of the ball, and um, they're both they're both situations. You know, what? I mean, you know, honest to goodness, I'm I'm, I'm this is sometime today. I'm I'm thinking about the game on Saturday. Still, obviously, thinking about the game on Saturday. And um, do you know what? I mean, the thought that came to my mind. My my, I think my biggest takeaway from the game on Saturday is I don't think it can be stated enough how good 
Nick Chubb and Sony Michelle are at football. Oh my goodness. How how much do they mask stuff, Daniel? I don't think it can be overstated whatsoever because and and just as much as this loss to Florida might be the best thing to ever happen to Kirby Smart and UJ football. Nick Chubb and Sony Michelle and all the success in 2017 might have been the worst thing uh-huh. that could have ever happened to Kirby Smart because it turns out when you've got two elite talents, first round talents at the running back position, two mm. on your roster and a very good offensive line, you can have a middling game manager quarterback and guess what you can do clint you could you can damn near go all the way yep you can beat oklahoma the number one offense in college football you can go out there and give up a million points in the first half and then come back in the second half and shut them down but what was the difference between that oklahoma game and this florida game in the second half, we shut down Oklahoma. We gave up a million points in the first half. But what was the difference? It was that in the second half of that Oklahoma game, we scored a bunch of points. Mm, there it is. That 2017 team could score a bunch of points with uh, average to poor quarterback play. Uh, this 2020 team cannot. No. We cannot score a bunch of points. We cannot score 30 points. Um, Nick Chubb, Sonny Michelle, very good at football. I think Kirby needs to realize he probably will never have two first-round draft picks in the same draft. So so either philosophy is— In the is, same backfield. I was just, philosophy is get the top two running backs in the nation out of everybody every single year— and, and every that. single year oh. and then you can have average quarterback play oh. and and maybe win a national championship oh. but yep or what you could do is get an elite quarterback okay and hold on wait wait for this part okay play him oh oh that's all huh so what you're saying Listen is if I'll, you have the elite court, he's not going to do anything no. if he's not yep. in games with the ball. Okay. Okay. No, I think you're getting it. This is this is complex. I'm going to I I mean this is not going to be the only time I'm going to say this, but you want to know what can change moving into the future? And and to me, you're talking about the defense side of the ball again. I'm more talking about the offensive side of the ball, but to me it's very simple. Brock Vandegrift. <laughs> Brock Vandelay. I'm going to say his name correctly for okay, this good. one time, but for emphasis. Okay. Brock Vandegriff. Okay. Had better. No. Oh. Listen to me, Clint. I can't, I can't. If he doesn't start. Day one. If he doesn't start, you have my permission okay. to tweet fire Kirby. I'm not saying I'll say it, but if he doesn't start, you have my permission. I will not criticize you for your fire Kirby tweet. Well, this just, is the next step that we should be waiting for. Uh, okay. Get make that draft of that tweet right now and hold it in the draft because save it in the folder. Save it in the folder because 
he ain't starting day one. And have you seen it? And by it, I mean the quarterback room. Do you think Kirby's happy? I, I, I honestly don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know either. But we've said before. We. I think Kirby wants to win more than we do. Oh, I believe that. Justin Fields didn't start. Let me let me let me tell you this. Okay, here. How about this? If Justin Fields is a 2019 recruit instead of a 2020 recruit, if Justin Fields arrives at the UGA campus the fall of 2019, okay, instead of the fall of 2018, meaning. Jake Fromm has not just led us to a national championship game appearance, but rather has had a full second season under his belt where he showed some obvious struggles, where he did not overcome the necessary obstacles that were required to get us where we needed to go. Although he played well in 2018, Alabama, SC championship game, a game we should have won, blah, blah, blah. I don't know that Justin Fields doesn't compete and get more playing time in 2019 than he did in 2018. There's nobody in front of him. That's right. If Brock Vandegrift can't come in and start for Kirby Smart this year, and he risks another elite quarterback Hmm. prospect walking out that door. Mm Mm-hmm. It's, it becomes unforgivable it at that point. It becomes unforgivable. Yeah. Okay. So that's where we're at. Uh, 100%. Hey, this has been Locked On Bulldogs on Locked On Podcast Network. Join us Wednesday, Thursday, Friday as we, I suppose, start talking about locks in Missouri. But uh, Yeah. Listen, we're not. We're done. We're done with the rant. I got to be done. Because I got to be. No one's going to listen to it. I got to be done okay. be- for my own sanity's sake. Um, uh, there is more season to play. Uh, we will have thoughts about that. We will have thoughts about the Missouri game. We will have thoughts about, uh, where we go from here and what that looks like. Any positivity that we have that we can take away. Um, all these things and more will be coming up on the next three days of shows. So join us tomorrow, uh, locked on Bulldogs and we will talk to you then. See ya.